guys! What's up? Welcome to another episode of 20 Minutes with Joelle and Steven Gibson. We are the Gibsons and we love talking TV shows, movies, and random things that will probably make you feel uncomfortable. So join us for the next 20-ish minutes while we do that. 20-ish is the key word there. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, Stephen? I was thinking about. Sorry, <laughs> I was thinking about those um, the jars that I have, like the "Would You Rather" scriptures and the discussion topics. And my favorite discussion topics are usually like the weird, awkward ones. I don't like talking about like the weather and like generic things. I want to know like people's childhood traumas. Yeah. Those are like my favorite people to have dinner parties with. People who aren't afraid to get real. Or people not afraid to get interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've had a lot of dinner parties in our time. We should do a special segment, maybe next episode, about our many awkward dinners. I can't, none of them come to mind at the moment. The one where the husband and wife clearly had had a fight before and didn't talk to each other and barely to us yes yes remember that one uh vaguely yeah you left me alone with a woman and she wasn't like talking to me (laughs) it was so uncomfortable (laughs) oh those all are the one where they told me what porn they watch (laughs) which one was that (laughs) i don't want to say out loud (laughs) i know okay yeah the best part about these dinner parties is that Stephen always leaves me, and I always experience the awkward thing. What am I going to The guy's like, come yeah. over this way. I'm like going to be like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay right here. Remember the dinner party when we were talking about an awkward dinner party, and then the person was like, hey, was it so-and-so? And you're like, yeah, 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 it was them. And you're like, that's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awkward. And I was kicking you under the table, like, don't, don't, because I knew it was their brother. That was so funny. I just, they seemed so completely different. I would never have. And they didn't care. They weren't like mad. They loved it. Well, they know what their brother's like. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, this week has been an exciting week. Joel is not going to say anything right now because I'm talking. No, I had, I my I brain know is why off. It was an exciting week. <laughs> it uh, it really was just very normal. Anyway, yeah. Um, in terms of things we've been watching, uh, we've been trying to watch, um, what's it called? Uh, what's that, Larry? Curb your enthusiasm. Curb Curb your enthusiasm. But uh, yeah. I keep Lisa trying to watch it, but Melanie. Lisa and Mel are always on our account. Like, dude, it's what do you think we pay for? <laughs> you ruined my joke, Joelle. <laughs> anyway. I know. Oh, it still hasn't worked for you? Like, you've tried it on your own? No, I'm just oh, making okay. a joke. Okay. It's a setup. I'm sorry. I didn't get it. Yeesh. That show's impressive, though, because majority of it is improv. They have, like, the basic outline of what needs to happen in the scene and then they just true though i'm pretty sure i'm scarred at the concept of larry king getting a blowjob larry king what larry david (laughs) yeah i'm larry king especially (laughs) you know his wife's mormon larry king's wife yeah isn't that interesting didn't larry king die last week this week there's always that rumor every year 
Larry King died. I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> sure you did, so Larry. <laughs> sure you did. You know who Larry Didn't King Didn't you die last week, Larry? Oh my gosh, he did die. Yeah. Well, I bet you feel bad now. I do. <laughs> Larry King. He's so legendary. Legend Larry. That was bad. I'm sorry. Actually, it's pretty good. Anyway, so what I've actually watched is The Superstore. It just came out on Netflix Canada. I'm sure it was on in the States before Netflix. Anyway, it was like five seasons dropped. And I actually think it's very funny. First episode's like, eh. But then it really picks up as you get into the characters. And... I think it was The Superstore that I started watching. Or it was this other convenience store, Canadian one. Maybe a listener can help us figure out what it is. Do you remember? What, what do you mean, it? Kim's Convenience? Nope. It was, sorry, not a convenience store. It was like another grocery store thing, and it had the girl who played Jan in the Brady Bunch remake in the 90s. You have lost me. Someone find it for me, or don't listen to our podcast anymore. Oh, keep it in your holster, Joa. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty funny. And it's just like, you know, obviously a show about making fun of Walmart and the people there is going to be pretty good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they always have like their, their their scene transitions is always just like somebody doing something ridiculous in the store, like pooping in the toilet, <laughs> in the <laughs> toilet section, or like just some kid left alone eating the chocolate bars at mm, the convenient rack. my dream. Yeah. I just remembered another awkward dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> The one where, like, no conversation was being made at all. Do you remember that? No. It happened here in London. Um, When we first moved in, really. uh, When we had Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that one. That one was roof. If you don't want to have people over, that's fine. The worst part is trying to make conversation and them just stopping it. Yeah. It's like, oh, so how long have you lived here? Two years. Oh, okay. Where did you guys live before? The moon. The moon. Oh, was that interesting? Yes. That was literally like what the conversation was. Yeah. It was bad. I was like, oh my gosh, you like this show? I like that too. And they're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, was, yeah. Uh, wasn't it crazy when this happened? They're like, yeah. <laughs> Clearly um, they're not going to listen to the who, who is your favorite character? <laughs> yeah. uh, words that end with Y. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. But you know what? At least we get invited. We haven't been invited to dinners. Well, while. it's been COVID. <laughs> Ding dong. Oh man. Good yeah. times. Okay, sorry. Anyway, Superstore, good. Okay. Expanse, season five. I'm really into the show. They're they're doing just a really good job. Are well done. I'm glad you hung on for so long. Yes, Joelle. Okay. I'm so happy for you. And then Joelle and I have been watching the Winx Saga, Ooh. which is based on the Winx Club, which is a kids, super weird kids anime thing. Yeah. See, and I used to watch it. And it's just, it blows my mind that they're like, you know what? Let's do an adult version of the Winx Club. Well, no, it doesn't blow my mind. Um, Dora. They did a Dora movie. No, see, to me, that makes perfect sense. The Dora crowd has grown up, and it was yeah. very much a Dora movie. You know, it was, like, silly and fun and family-friendly. This is, like, just 
Yeah. It's just such an extrapolation I'm from I'm pretty the... sure there weren't weird smoking joint threesomes <laughs> kisses <laughs> in the children's version. Yeah. So uh, I'm thankful I... that the show is not like overly sexual, overly vulgar. And yeah. it is, it's cool. It's really good. I'm into it. It's exactly the type of fantasy show that I would watch. It's like Vampire Diaries meets something British. <laughs> Meets Britain. Meets like Downton Abbey. (laughs) (laughs) Meets Harry Potter in a way. No, it's just very interesting. And so far, I think it's a bad idea for some for a show to reference uh, a fictional uh, series that does it better than them because it's like like you're you're like oh Harry Potter's fake but we're real in a way and it's like yeah bro but. Yeah, like when they made that Harry Potter joke. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway. But it's interesting because in Vampire Diaries, they make reference to a lot of things like, like, oh, don't worry, I don't sparkle in the sun. Yeah, but see, but that's because they're making fun of Twilight because Twilight was worse. Yeah, it was. Oh, my goodness, it was. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's been great. I recommend. We're, what, three, yeah. four episodes in? Hopefully we're going to watch one tonight. Maybe I want to play Fortnite a little bit. But it's been nice that we've had a show we both want to watch. I know, I know. But let's not... There's only like eight episodes, so like, let's chill. <sighs> yeah. All right, so Stephen had a special segment that he wanted to do today. Oh, did you want to go over your bookies? Um, I read Notes for the Everlost by Kate Inglis, and it's about... It's a really heartbreaking story about a woman, Kate, and her experience... Um, with infant loss she had twins who were born super premature and one of them died and uh the other one barely survived but he did and is thriving and so it's just about her grief process and um it was really nice to read especially after my miscarriage a friend recommended it to me kathleen um and i'm glad i'm glad i read it it was definitely heavy um i mean a heavy topic and sad but I'm glad that I was able to be in my feels, you know? That's a really important part of grief is experiencing those emotions and being sad and being angry and confused and, you know, unsettled. Yeah, that's how every great punk rock band was made. Yeah, it's true. Being unsettled. Well, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Right now, I am reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Um... (laughs) And I feel like this is going to be a good book. It's all about becoming one with your spiritual self and letting go of your ego. So I feel like I'm going to be like really zen after. Yeah. You know. What did you think of uh, today's church lesson? Oh, I loved it. I'm planning to do it for next time I get to teach. (laughs) She's going to keep ripping Stephen's lessons. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, they're good and, you know. I feel like they would lead a good discussion. So why don't you tell the viewers what? Oh, so we talked it was about, about patience. We're going through the Christ-like attributes in uh, Preach My Gospel, which is an LDS manual, mostly used for missionaries um, to help them better teach. But I love it, and it's very simple and easy to follow. And you can access it online too if you are ever curious. But we talked about patience and how. It is um, essential in order to have a good and happy life. 
And we talked about that with the kids and we shared examples of times in our lives where we were rewarded for being patient um, and experienced joy and goodness. I mean, I thought of another one today, actually. Patience that you had after, um, remember when we moved to Ottawa and you had this amazing job and we were finally starting to get established and then the company went bankrupt and you lost your job. Um, you know, and you felt inspired to create Grimslingers and that was a long process. <laughs> yes. You know, we had to live with your mom, people constantly like belittling, is that the right word? Or yeah. just like doubting you and being like, oh, well, if you want a job and, you know, not having the same faith that you had in yourself. I do understand those comments, though, because there are a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'm doing this thing, and then it goes nowhere, you know? Yeah. But that's why you just got to, well, you could choose not to be, just whether or not you stop. I've always been like that, though, as a, like, literally since I was a kid, I just like trying stuff, and I don't always stick with it, and I'm not going to feel bad or guilty about that anymore. I just like trying things. Sometimes it's something I'll keep going with. Sometimes not. I mean, reading. I've been reading since I was a kid. And eating. And eating. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, um, I was going to say patience in that. We were patient. Um, and, you know, we were rewarded greatly. Mostly also because you followed that spiritual, you know, desire and prompting. Yeah. To do this. Yeah. So one, one thing I also wanted to point out to you just as like a thing I was thinking about and like so the paragraph for patience in preach my gospel is or the section for it in the Christ-like attributes it's only actually two paragraphs one long one one very well one medium one and very tiny one but our lesson today was 45 minutes long or so and you know so often in the church people are like they, you know, they're trying to cover like four pages of content or like a whole thing. Well, like really, you could just have a really great discussion about a single paragraph and not be worried yeah. about getting through stuff. So uh, just for anyone that's <laughs> not a member is oftentimes, you know, a lot of the people teaching are obviously not uh, trained sure. or professional. They're just volunteers that are like, given a topic to go over which means oftentimes it's pretty boring or they're very unprepared or whatever or they they don't know the right way to do it so i was just commenting on the fact that people feel like they need to get through their source material and everything they've prepared in order to have a good lesson when it's really not about that mm-hmm. you know like i just let the kids if the kids want to talk about something we're talking about as long as it stays on topic yeah let's yeah. go for it we want to bring up examples about patience in our life for 10 minutes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. One thing I loved when I was teaching Sunday school to the adults was when we would get a good discussion going and people started to share the stories and you could like feel the energy shift in the room and you know suddenly a community is being developed and we're getting to know someone more and you start to love one another a little bit more and obviously that's important in a church. Um, but just in general too, like you could find that in any other groups that you have when the discussion gets real and you're able to share, you know, something from your heart and it's received, 
you know, good. That's uh it's a special feeling and that's something I love about Sundays is getting to connect with people. Um especially people who I would never really connect with normally. Um Relief Society is like the women's group of the church, the women's organization and a lot of the times the women are like very old like in their late 70s and stuff and I've been able to bond with like quite a few women in that age range and you know they love cross stitching and it's fun and you learn so much and um today someone called me and we had like a really good laugh I'll share that later anyway <laughs> with you <laughs> with me later oh okay sometimes i forget that we're recording because these are just talks that we normally have right yes. this is why we started the podcast because we always have these discussions and it was usually on sunday nights that's not why we started because i thought it would be cool okay well we also have good discussions we do we do <laughs> uh so the the thing i wanted to bring up I'm going to try and bring... Oh, here, bring, use it on my phone. Well, I won't be able to find it oh, on your phone. Okay. So I'm going to switch it. If we stop recording here, uh, well, kudos. Kudos? Kudos. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the word? Adios? Anyway, let's see what happens. I don't think it'll mess it up. No, nah, it's still going. Yay. All right, sorry if the mic is jostled. Okay, so... <clears throat> oh, maybe you could have found it. So there's this Ask Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, subreddit and I love going there because people always ask like super interesting questions if you were ever mining for interesting questions at a dinner party the ask reddit is the best place mm. um, <clears throat> note to anyone who wants to have a dinner party and not be mentioned on our bad dinner party segment <laughs> yeah I'm looking at you Lisa <laughs> anyway. come prepared this week <laughs> just coming over this week mm-hmm. oh gosh <laughs> I have to hide all my Pokemon paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so it says, what is an example of sexism towards men? It has 20,000 upvotes and 11,000 comments. So I'm just going to go through a few because I was reading it and I was like, man, yeah, you usually don't hear too much discussion about this, which is why it's been blowing up on the right. Ask Reddit. But there is a lot of sexism towards men that society doesn't seem to really care about. Well, I think it's mostly because it's much greater for women. And women are, like, directly affected by it in different positions, you know? Well, I think that's sexist to say. I don't. Well, as a man, I think that you're belittling our sexism versus yours. Okay. That's the point. That that exact that exact not, thing is what the Reddit is talking about. I don't about. mean to belittle it, and I apologize if I am. I just think that women's worth is already so diminished. You're, pro- I probably would agree with you, but yeah. I don't think it needs to be a comparison no, or it's a competition. Not a comparison. Sexism is bad in any form. So go on, read these. Yes. So this is examples of sexism towards men. Um, and I think nowadays women have a platform to get things done about sexism, whereas men do not, which I know sounds weird. No, it doesn't sound weird, but women are definitely starting to have a platform where things are starting to get 
Yeah. And in line with this, I'll get to it in just a second. Okay. I, I do love how our society, you know, the people that everyone calls like snowflakes or like uh, cancel culture. And I do think all these things and ideas, ideologies are rooted in really good things of like, yes, people should be sensitive and we should respect their thoughts, whatever they happen to be. Yeah. And cancel culture is like, you know. The core behind it is somebody who screws up royally, the fact that people have the power to kind of make them pay for that, whereas society normally wouldn't. I do like that. Now, is that misused a lot? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the core ideas behind this, like using proper pronouns, like, okay, yeah, maybe it's annoying for some people, but it's also <laughs> at the core of it is about respecting somebody's wishes, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, all this stuff. So I like that our society is moving towards being kinder and more inclusive they are good there's good and bad that come with that but i think overall that that is the way forward anyway so let's talk about some of these concepts okay. or some of these things men are not trusted to be alone with kids especially girls oh that is so true and that's uh very true in our church culture as well it's very rare that you'll see someone in primary teaching the kids and if they are a man and it's a rule in the church that if a man is teaching there needs to be another man present or his spouse yeah and the reason for that rule is because people think they it's a not a man is more likely to abuse a child no it, that's not what the church thinks they're doing it more for legal reasons than that's anything that's what i mean yeah, a man is more likely to be accused. Yeah. And so they don't want to put people in situations that would be bad. Yeah. Same thing with why we're supposed to have windows on all the doors and stuff. Yes. Something that I was so irate about. Yeah. But there's a financial aspect to that. You know, a lot of these buildings are... Anyway, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That should be just like a thing. It's not like the church doesn't have money. Exactly. Um. So one person said, I volunteer with young kids, massively dominated area with women. I am regularly thanked and told how great it is to have a guy around for there to be a good male role model, which is all great. Then in my head, I'm thinking, how do I make 100% sure that I can't have a false sexual abuse allegation against me every second I'm there? If it does happen, it seems like I'll probably, I'd probably off myself first before, <laughs> before going to prison as a child molester. Uh... Yeah, I mean, that's a fear that everyone has. One thing I don't like is when people are like, oh, well, this Me Too movement, I'm scared to do anything. Well, good. <laughs> be scared, you know, be mindful of what you say. Be mindful of how you treat the women in your workplace or wherever you are. So I think for that guy, you know, don't have fear if you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing and treating the children how you are. Well, listen to this story. Okay. My cousin was a kindergarten teacher. A student was sobbing and refused to leave the classroom for lunch because she was being teased and missed her mom. She hugged my cousin after he sat with her for all of the lunch period and later told her parents how he comforted her. He was fired, accused of being a pedophile, ostracized from the community. His house was vandalized, and then later that year he killed himself. Well, there's a lot missing in that short well, paragraph But story. the point is that if right. somebody accuses you as a man, you usually can't get up from under it and yeah. comments go into it. Yeah, teachers are not allowed to uh, receive physical affection or any sort of physical touching from students. And that is in a lot of their training. 
and it's like a, a rule now. So it's I know it's difficult. Um, like the teachers have hugged my kids when I we've said goodbye to them, um, like from the year or whatever. But I'm usually present. But like even at recess now, like you can't hold the kid's hand and stuff. But if that was a woman that did that, probably nothing would have happened. Yeah, probably. That's what they're talking about, the yeah. sexism. Um, same thing with like, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, dang it, I lost. I'd be curious too, like if a woman was caught in the man's in the men's bathroom. Like remember at church when there was a man in the women's washroom and I came out and told like the three. <laughs> I told a cop, a fireman, and um, who else? I don't know, someone else who like worked out a lot. <laughs> so it was just like perfect timing. And they like raged and went like in and like looked and were so angry that there was a man in the women's washroom. Yeah. And I wonder if, like, I had been in the men's washroom, would anyone even, like, yeah. question it? Well, they'd probably be like, that was weird. Yeah. Um, one person says, when people assume that a man cannot raise a child slash won't be as good as the, as the mother. Mm, yeah, that's a huge one. Um, and it really bothers me, especially, like, so I was at the store the other day and this woman and I got to talking and I was like, well, I better get home, you know, back to my kids. And she's like, oh, how old are they? And I said, oh, they're still young, but my husband works from home. And she's like, oh, well, he can watch them then for a little bit. And it's like naturally assuming that you never watch our children and that it's like a burden. And that's why I have to get home to relieve you of looking after your children when that's just not the case. Yeah, I think that's all. I do think that's a holdover from the previous generation where like that was pretty much what it was. Yeah. But it's very much not how it is now. Still probably in a lot of places it still is, but Yeah, and obviously <clears throat> all men are different and all you know, they hold the responsibility of being a father very differently. Um but I know many, many fathers who recognize that you know, relationship and realize that they can't, you know, it's not babysitting their children. I hate that term. Yeah. This person says getting custody of kids during a divorce. Mm, My ex yeah. cheated on me repeatedly, occasionally having sex with other men when our kids were home. She took a lot of blah, 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 a lot of bad stuff she did. <clears throat> during our custody evaluation, she claimed that I didn't do quote anything except working to provide 70 percent of our income i guess i had 15 years of evidence on facebook showing that i was very involved in the kids lives we went to court twice once she complained that i refused to let her take our daughter to therapy and to complain that i took that daughter to the doctor without her permission the next time we were in court she complained that she was responsible for all for all of the kids medical care in the end, our custody evaluator recommended that she get 75% custody of our kids because, quote, she is so cute when she's with them. What? That's a weird case. I don't think that's the norm, though, quite honestly, with men, <clears throat> if they're that involved and, you know, like he said. Um, I'd probably wager that it is the norm that the woman, no matter what, is the court's generally side I think, with her in yes, those cases. I think that's the norm. I don't think his case is the norm. If a father was that involved and like responsible and 
things like that, I feel like there's probably more to the story. There's probably more to all these stories. I know know a case recently where um, the mother wasn't awarded majority custody for quite a while. Um, Well, let's... You're doing this thing where you're trying to diminish what all these people are saying. Let's just take them at face value that they're right and that, like, they're telling the story accurately. Let's approach it that way. You know, but even then, it's like, oh, okay. But it's like trying to explain away that, like, well, it probably wasn't that bad for you. No, I don't mean to do that. I mean, we're talking about sexism. I don't know if that would be considered sexism as opposed to rather just, like, situational you know i don't think this gender had to do anything with it oh in his story i do think it did yeah in the story that we just read yeah obviously it did if you know it was because the mom was so cute but like this is the thing i these are stories and i i don't know i i don't believe them all fully well i think you're being a little unfair then do you believe everything you read on the internet? I'm. I have no reason not to believe these people. Okay. They're just sharing their stories, okay. <laughs> and people are like that. People suck a lot of the time, and people, in terms of like children and men, yeah. And I feel this all the time too. And this is what these people are talking about. Like they're like men don't really get to talk about it, and don't have a platform for it. Like you know. Anyway, there's a few more that I want to go over. So when a woman is hanging out with kids, everyone is calm. When a man hangs out with kids, he's a pedophile. That's obviously a very blunt statement, but the feeling is that people are less comfortable with men hanging out with their children. Like at church all the time, like people would ask, you know, they'd be fine with dropping the kids off with Joelle, but not at all with me. Yeah. Even though, you know, they've met my kids. They're incredible kids. They've heard me teach at church. And they've been around me for years, but they would never be comfortable with me and they're watching their children. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is a shame because you're a way better babysitter than I am. <laughs> uh, Why did you say that? I don't know. You're just so much more fun with the kids. Oh, I don't think that's true. I do. Earl Silverman was a domestic abuse survivor who founded, you can Google this person. Okay. The only domestic abuse shelter for men since he couldn't find any abuse shelter that would help him. The police would just make fun of him and the only services that accepted him would tell him that he was the abuser instead of the victim. Case in point, remember when the whole Kristen story and I and she went to the police about it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. How then I was accused of the one doing everything when I was actually the victim? Yeah. Um. See, like, well, hold on. Let me okay. finish the thing. His shelter. So he started his shelter. His shelter received no help from public funds. He couldn't get people to donate and got no help from the government. Eventually, he ran out of money and was forced to close the shelter before killing himself. Yeah. See, okay. When you said initially, like, the sexism towards men, those were the kinds of stories that I was thinking of. And I guess you could think of the same way in reverse towards women. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think there's enough for men, uh, in that sense, you know, men have emotional needs too. (laughs) They are human. So I feel like for women, sexism is a lot about like gender role or not gender role, but like sex, like being treated 
like you're less than and also being treated like you're a sex object. That's the majority of sexism I've personally faced. But for men, I think it's like men are treated more as like, oh, you have to be this alpha male, like can't cry, can't show emotion, can't, you know, be upset about something without feeling anger or like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, oh, a man can't be abused. A man can't be raped. Yeah, they're about to... Actually, Lisa and I had a discussion about this. This is very odd, but we were talking about children and when they discover their bodies and how if a boy is touching himself, um, touching his genital area, you know, people will often make jokes like, oh, you know, typical boy, you know, that's their first toy and stuff like that. But if a girl, a little girl was doing that, they'd be like, what are you doing? Don't do that. You know? And it's just interesting. Mm, yeah. This person says, men are portrayed in media as incompetent and dim-witted when it comes to raising mm -hmm. a family. All they're good for is working and making money. Yeah, we've talked about that on the podcast before with various shows that we've watched. The sitcom where the dad is always the idiot and the mom's always the stern, like, ugh, I'll do everything. Yeah. And those are based on stereotypes that, you know. Yeah are often true but <clears throat> um other ones talk about you know men aren't allowed to struggle with mental health they have to yeah. grow up and be a man yeah uh men can't like cute things without being gay or a creep <laughs> and this person has this comment where they talk about one just because i thought it was interesting his dad would always have pink tools because no one would steal the pink tools yeah <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, but then he just grew up liking pink and he's he's just a straight guy who just likes pink stuff. Yeah. Anyway, but the people also go on in like, you know, in like Japan or Korea, like mm -hmm. male feminine, like you can be so much more feminine as a man there. Like I remember I had a friend in college, yeah. in young, who had like a purse, mm -hmm. you know, but in like his culture, that was just like. And it's funny because it's a Seinfeld thing. Yes, like it's a European right. handbag, but like that they were just so much more effeminate. Yeah. And also it's not even about being more feminine. It's just being practical. A purse is practical. Well, I'd argue but that it does look is... feminine to me, but because I guess we've that's... been conditioned to believe that women carry purses. Yeah, I guess um, that's true. I mean, even our son, he used to play with the doll. And, oh no, he had a, a satchel, which, you know, is a purse. Um, and he brought it out one time and a family member exclaimed, O-F, so the actual word. Who is this? What? Yeah, I'll tell you later. <laughs> they said, oh, oh no, maybe they said O-S-H-I-T. They said, oh, poop. He has a purse. Don't let your dad see, meaning my father. And I'm like. Why? Why can't I let my dad see? Like what? My dad's going to be like, oh, he's gay. And like, even if he was gay, what does that mean? Uh, yeah. Okay. You're not going to love him? And like, Jesse loves dressing up and, you know, he loves puppies and he's very like emotional and very sensitive. And um, yeah, there have been... 
uh, certain parents and stuff who have made exclamations about like, oh, I'm worried that they're gay, like meaning our child is gay and they don't know if they want their son hanging out with our child. Who was that? I'll tell you after. But yeah, it's it's happened and that like infuriates me that like a boy, a little boy can't be sensitive or emotional and like cute things. Yeah, I mean he likes to dress up. It's like do you honestly think like every boy that does ballet is gay? Yeah. <laughs> or does da- like you think of every actor, they all know how to dance and yeah. hip hop and do this like they know how to hip hop they're all wearing makeup <laughs> yeah <laughs> um do they do it in their regular life probably not so much but to some degree yeah anyway yeah it's not gay to care about how you look or how your hair looks or anything like that i know so i do hope as a society we move away from like okay if you're gay yes you like to have sex with men or if you're like whatever mm-hmm. and like removing all these other things from that yes that's why i love the um happy endings like max and when they um he doesn't know what gay he is yeah and so they go around and like you know there's different categories and stuff like that but basically you're just a human being and i don't know we need to stop trying to put people into boxes yeah some of these other ones are I think you touched on it was like men only babysit their kids like, oh, um, yeah, my husband's babysitting or like, oh, oh, that's cute that you you let your wife let you babysit the kids. Yeah. And like, you know, there's a difference between me being like, oh, I just have to check with Steven to see like if I can come to this thing that night if he's around to watch the kids. I mean, now it doesn't make a difference because you don't go anywhere. But if you had a call that night or something else, you know. There's a difference between asking your partner if they're available to watch over your children or being like, hey, can I schedule you in to babysit the children that you helped create and give life to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, man. Another one is changing tables only in women's. Yeah. Which I do think that is changing more. Yeah, I've seen things online about that changing. But yes, that's very true and very helpful, especially in churches. This person says abuse not being taken seriously. Like yeah. you said, a man can't be raped. And like yeah. um, this person says, I was abused by my father until I was 16. One day I went to someone to explain the abuse and they told me, you need to man up. He's just trying to make you tough. That's so horrible. And like, you know, them being like, uh, like domestic abuse, like like women being violent with men, like, well, how could she hit you? Like, he's like, well, because I'm not beating her back, (laughs) you know? Anyway, so the whole point is I just found the thread interesting reading everyone's things. I'm not saying like, I believe every story or anything like that, but I do think that these men are expressing themselves. Are they sometimes melodramatic about it probably people always are from their point of view but yeah i thought it was it was interesting i feel like some people have the tendency you know like yes women probably are more are are more abused than men that's probably very true that doesn't mean we need to be like i'm we just need to ignore your trauma because ours is greater like we can all have our trauma let's all all help each other out but it could also be you know 
it seems like women have more of a struggle with this because men don't talk about it and because they are like shunned away and shamed into not talking about it. Yeah. It's like um, the sexual abuse with men. It's a very high number, but they don't even probably have an accurate number because so many men will never come forward with that. Yeah. You know, it's also interesting with like the Black Lives Matter and then people being like, well, White Lives Matter. When someone tries to talk about their thing and put attention to it and people feeling like threatened by that, like, well, well, you have trauma. Well, we all have trauma. Like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And I want to talk about mine. Yeah. And um, so it's interesting. Like, for instance, if someone was like, you know, men, People are sexist towards men and be like, well, they're more sexist towards women. They're like, which is exactly what I did in the beginning. <laughs> yes, I know. But, but I, I meant it in a different way. I didn't mean like men don't matter and the sexism towards men doesn't exist. I just mean, I don't know. It's probably much worse for women, but I don't know. For sure. That's just uh, my opinion. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you've all been enlightened and that you're feeling. Watch it like not record any of it. <laughs> no, I recorded it. Um, yeah. This, this is a double good episode. Discussion. There we go. That's our convince our 20 minute time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, let us know your thoughts. Yeah. We probably don't care, but. I do. <laughs> no, Stephen always asks me, did anyone message you about the podcast? Post- <laughs> about the pasta? About the podcast? And I say, yeah, Lisa did. <laughs> and then she doesn't continue. That's it. All right. Well, bye bye for now. Bye, guys.